It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Tim Brando, who has been running around with his head cut off today, running errands. <laughs> Uh, and the voice of reason, truth serum, about to come full throttle here on 365 Sports. How's your day? Good. I got that holiday ceiling smoke. You know, I got that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the holiday duty and holiday ceiling. And I, I'm sorry I couldn't join you via Zoom, but um, this will have to do for today. Hope you guys are well. We're doing well. Craig's a little bit under the weather. He'll be back. All right. So I'm just going to ask you one question. Paul Catalina, you may know this, is an FSU alum, not just a fan, but an alum. It's been a tough three days for him. Uh, your thoughts about the politics, the final four, so to speak, and how it all went down, in your opinion, of the four? Well, it, it, you know, the major question that you get on all of these shows is, you know, did the committee get it right? You know, and it's like, this is the same question they ask every year. And it's not about the four teams that they got or the, the matchups for me. I mean, you can make, if you want, a legitimate argument that that Alabama is the better matchup for Michigan, given the circumstances than Florida State would be. But, you know, the question ought to be, instead of did they get it right, the question ought to be, how did they go about doing this? Is that right? And it's never right. The, the committee is corrupt. The process is corrupt. It has been since the jump. And there was no way you're going to be able to, to fit a square peg in a round hole when this, this system was put in place after having two and only after an embarrassment when they had LSU and Alabama in a BCS title game and a rematch after a game of the century was replayed. Only then did, did they finally go screaming and clawing and finally saying, we can't do this. And, of course, what, what wound up happening after they went to four? Well, they had Georgia and Alabama playing in the national title a couple of years as well. So, you know, it, it, it's a flawed system, and it's corrupt to go along with it. There's no transparency. And, and now you have media manipulation uh, through, through 
the most powerful conference in America, basically saying, we want to speak to the committee and we want the floor. And you're given a 30 to 45 minute infomercial on, uh, on the sports most uh, popular uh, pregame show all day on Saturday. That's after he, uh, Greg Sankey, makes the rounds on Friday, hitting McAfee and everybody else to basically say, how dare you have this event without an SEC team in it? I mean, that was the narrative. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. So would Alabama give Michigan a better game, perhaps even win the game, more so than perhaps Florida State? Given the circumstances and with Jordan Travis out, possibly, maybe even probably. Does that make what the process is right or correct or a, a process filled with integrity? Absolutely not. Integrity was lost. Florida State was, in fact, wronged, and they did everything that was asked of them. They even won games with a second-string quarterback and a third-string quarterback once Jordan Travis was out. This wasn't even a vintage Alabama team. It's an Alabama team that, without a prayer on fourth and 31, doesn't beat a mediocre to bad Hugh Freeze coach Auburn team. That is what it is. But as I mentioned, that media manipulation, which carried through not only through the, the game day show on Saturday, but through that uh, farcical uh, selection show, uh, where it was just, I mean, here's the deal. It has to be Alabama, regardless. And the only person that speaks up on behalf of Florida State is Booger McFarland, who covers the NFL more than he does college football. That speaks to the problem with one network, one narrative and one powerful commissioner that by God was going to get what he wanted. And that was an SEC team in it. All I want is for the committee to be transparent. Look, I know Boo Corrigan very well. I mean, he is the son of Gene Corrigan, one of the most um, uh, visionary uh, men in intercollegiate athletics, former AD at Virginia, Notre Dame and ACC commissioner. His uh, younger brother, Kim is a, Emmy Award-winning producer at ESPN does their NBA. He was a broadcast associate when I was hosting game day in 1987 and 88. He's a good man. But you know what? He didn't answer the question. The questions were, how did you get here? Well, we we voted, but we did it six, maybe seven times, and it came back this way. And so that's, you know, tell the truth. Just tell the truth. There were two options here, fellas, two options. If Georgia had beaten Alabama, the number one team in America would have been, without question, all right, Georgia. Then you would have had Michigan, then you would have had Washington, and then you would have had Florida State. One, two, three, and four. The moment Georgia lost that game to Alabama, the committee had made its commitment to the SEC. There was not going to be a college football playoff without an SEC team in it. Not after... All right, the long soliloquy and diatribe given by Commissioner Sankey, as I said, Friday, Saturday, all day, an infomercial. And that's that. So Alabama or Georgia were going to get in no matter what. And when Alabama beat Georgia, that really allowed Texas to get that other spot because you could not take Alabama without also taking Texas because of the criteria of head-to-head. This garbage about Travis and about, oh, you know, it's 
part of the criteria. Yeah, we've known about that nebulous piece of garbage at the end of that since they put the thing together. All you have to do when you look at that paragraph is say that the code for that particular paragraph is, you know, if there are any issues, any controversies, this committee will exercise this option to pick whoever we damn well please. And whoever we damn well please this time was going to be Alla frickin' Bama, okay? Not Florida State. Period. End of story. Just say it, Boo Corrigan. Just say it. And everybody else will cease and desist. But the lies and the non-answers that are always delivered, whether it's re-asking the question or it's some sort of serve up the home run pitch from Kirk Herbstreet for Boo to knock it out of the park, you know, that's a little bit later on, they say, why why Liberty instead of SMU who beat Tulane? Mm-hmm. Boo Corrigan's answer is, well, they won every game. <laughs> so it worked for Liberty, but it didn't work for Florida State, did it? It's situational ethics of a corrupt committee, of a corrupt process that's been in play since this damn thing was born. And nobody, nobody ever can go after anyone that's going to say otherwise. And prove to me that I'm not accurate. And that, that's just it. It's been that way since it started. And it's time for some transparency. It's time for corruption to come to an end. And by the way, the bigger story on this is when we go to 12, they better come up with another uh, core, better core values to how they come to 12. Or we're going to have this same damn thing happening with nine and three teams trying to get spots 10, 11, and 12. So this may not go away. I mean, this could be uh, a cause for alarm uh, moving forward when we get to 12. Because these (laughs) these articles and criteria have got to change. And uh, I know the champions will get in, and I understand the arguments that have been brought forth. Hey, the commissioner of the ACC, who who did a very poor job, by the way, Greg Sankey is to be congratulated for the job that he did. He used his power to use the, the platform that ESPN gave him to get his team in. That's what the commissioner is supposed to do. Did I like it? No, I didn't like it. But he did what he had to do. The commissioner of the ACC did absolutely nothing. Now, why did Jim Phillips do nothing? Because he made a huge error, as did George Klyovkov of the Pac-12, with, with uh, <laughs> Warren of the Big Ten, who's now in the NFL, by forming this alliance that voted against uh, the expansion being this year. Okay, so, you know, they dug their own graves to go along with it. They were inept, but the system is corrupt. Tim, you mentioned transparency, and I know the NFL isn't the best example for everything, but the NFL has... Uh, when the a game is over, the head official has to go into a room with a pool reporter and answer questions about the calls they made. College referees don't have to do that. The you know, there's no committee, so they don't have to answer to things on on playoffs and all that. But um, there is, you are right, there is zero transparency to the process other than platitudes and and you know non answers. And, yeah, and if That's you're tr- right. like, this is just, if you're trying to prove that you're not controversial, you're not corrupt or everything's on the up and up, then you should allow your committee members to talk to people and say, Hey, I am Gene Taylor. I am, you know, Jim Grobe. <laughs> this is why I made this decision, but they're not doing that. 
No, and they won't do that, ever. Not as long as this is in place. And, of course, they, they, they send, they send uh, the great soldier that is Reese Davis out all over the media to talk about the great integrity of the athletic director from the ACC, Boo Corrigan, saying today, don't you know he would have preferred an ACC team being in, but he's a man of integrity. Stop. Just wipe the syrup off my iPad with that crap, okay? <laughs> I'm tired of hearing it, all right? And I don't need Kirby, you know, going back on Twitter after he just got through telling us for, you know, two hours why Alabama is the better choice to talk about how sad he is for those poor kids at Florida State and for Mike Norvell uh, because, you know, they did everything that was asked of them. But unfortunately, uh, because TCU lost 65-7, to and how about that? How about bringing that kind of crap up? We, we, we suddenly get amnesia about TCU beating Michigan to get into that game that they lost 65-7. to The notion that you're going to compare Florida State to TCU's epic run last year and Cincinnati's as a group of five teams is one of the most over-the-top, incorrect, historical uh, narratives I've ever heard. Florida State's got one of the richest traditions in all of college football. Anyone wonder where Lee Corso was during the course of that selection show? With all that going on, the little sunshine scooter of Florida State fame, wonder how Lee felt about that. Well, we didn't find out because he wasn't he wasn't out there. Okay, we never heard from the guy that's been around game day for such you know since its beginning. Of course, wait a minute. Game day started in 1993, didn't it? No, that's uh, what that I, was yeah, just yeah. I had, right? I, I, uh-huh. We didn't do game day in 1987. Okay? Mm-hmm. Only when the mascots came out on the road did game day ever really exist. That's what they'll have you believe now. Tim Brando with his Fox Sports right here on 365 Sports. So, Tim, um, you know, if it, the other thing about this, I, I think that's kind of distressing the, the is, so now, like, for Georgia and Florida State, like, they play in this Orange Bowl, which should be awesome if everything was equal, uh, but you're not going to have uh, a lot of players in this game for either side. Um, it really means nothing other than to Florida State to try to go 14-0 and prove that they should have been in the thing to all the naysayers anyway. Uh, how do we, like, fix all of this, like, to where – because th- this this Orange Bowl, and I, I feel bad for the people of the Orange Bowl, is not as cool as it would have been if it was Georgia and Florida State in, in a normal situation. All right, well, let's, let's, let's get something straight here real quick to start, okay? <laughs> How in the world could Georgia be ranked behind Florida State based on the committee's decision? How, how does that happen? Okay, <laughs> how does Florida State, if it meant so much that Jordan Travis was hurt, how did they wind up being fourth, fifth, right around? How did they – and they're ahead of Georgia, who oh, everyone was thinking was going to beat Alabama, was favored to beat Alabama? What a crock. No, they they coerced themselves into looking this bad by ranking them as highly as they did until now. I mean, this smacks of 2014 mm-hmm. when Ohio – and TCU dropped from six from third to six. Okay, they, they did this to Florida State, and it was so very obvious. If they really were going to throw the Jordan Travis card out there and use that last piece of criteria, which is bogus, they should have started rating, rate, ranking them around seventh or eighth three weeks ago. What did they do without Travis? 
they found a way to win with a superior defense and a team that knew how to win other ways besides with their offense. Okay? And, and no, just actually say 15 minutes later, those guys out there saying, well, they've got a chance to prove the committee wrong if Florida State can go out and beat Georgia. Really? Really? You're going to put that on those young men after you just did that to them? Did you not see the head coach with his head down? What is he going to tell those guys before that game? I mean, you, you just took an absolute sledgehammer to their head and to their heart. And now you're going to tell them, well, you're not going to go for the national title, but go get you some with Georgia and beat them, and then you can claim the committee's wrong. Like, that's going to matter. Particularly given exactly what you're talking about. These players now are going to do exactly what the committee told them to do, and they're going to look out for themselves and themselves only. And why shouldn't they? The grown-ups here are only looking out for themselves. You think the SEC was looking out for all the student-athletes when they were pontificating ad nauseum about how this event couldn't happen without an SEC team in it? I dare say not. We are living in the I'm-going-to-go-and-get-mine-by-God era of college football. Forget integrity, power, control, and money win. Not winning every game. Not being 13-0. and 0. Whatever happened to 13-0 and 0 mattering? Remember how Bobby Bowden talked about that only undefeated team that he ever had? You know, it was great to win that national title the first time. But when he got that one that was undefeated, how much more did that one really mean? It meant a lot more. Going undefeated always means a lot more. But to those Florida State kids, it means zilch, zero, zippity-doo-dah. Tim, in 2014, there was the TCU-Baylor-Ohio State, and Ohio State went on to win the national title. TCU was third and got jumped. In fact, they fell back to like six. Baylor went to five. Baylor had beaten TCU. You know the head-to-head. That's supposed to matter, and it did with Texas and Alabama, but it didn't really matter then. Bob Bowlesby said not Uh our bylaws, whatever. But you had that year, and there's been a couple of flare-ups, but then this year, are they lucky this has not happened earlier? Much earlier, more times? Yeah, much earlier. Yeah, yeah. And we all knew that the chaos would ensue. Listen, the committee really didn't have a prayer. There was no way they could get it right the moment Alabama won that game. All right? The commitment had been made by too many of those individuals that we had to have an SEC team in. And Georgia's schedule was so pathetic that Georgia could not weasel its way in with, you know, a strength of schedule of, you know, hovering around 100 in the SEC. I mean, their non-conference was so bad that even an SEC schedule would not, would not help it. Alabama did have a strength of schedule right around 55, knowing full well that Florida State's schedule, because the ACC did not offer the same kind of competition as the ACC, as the SEC, was going to be upwards around 90, 95 to 100. And so you just put the metrics up. And, again, that's all part of this analytics, this FPI, all the little things that they can put up on a graphics machine to support whatever their mission statement is. And this year's mission statement was we can't have this event without an SEC team in it. And that's what it is. So forget the fact that the ACC went 6-4 and four against the SEC. Forget that Florida State scheduled a game with an LSU team and one going away in the second half. 
uh, at a neutral site. Forget all of that. What mattered was Texas beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama find a way, found a way to play poorly and win at South Florida, play poorly and win against Arkansas, play really poorly and win at Auburn, and still get in. And why? Because they're Alabama freaking them. That's why. Tim, uh, you have to be, and I'm going to bring back the three words, fellas, pure playoff privilege. You have to be Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, USC, and those things can happen for you. You cannot be, even Florida State, with their story tradition. They had been out of the limelight since 2013. So whatever luster they once had, that baby's gone. This was about matchups and the television aspect of those matchups and what they meant. Hey, you know what? I'm sure Kirk just wanted to do Alabama-Michigan. You know, that's a Harbaugh story versus the Nick Saban story. You know, either one can win and ride off into a, you know, Harbaugh can ride off to the NFL. Saban can say, I got my eighth. I just bypassed Bear Bryant uh, at Alabama with my seventh. And now I can, uh, if I want to leave now and put some more uh, just for men and makeup on like Brando, I can do television. And uh, I'm good to go. That, that makes a hell of a lot more television sense than putting Florida State with a second-string quarterback up against Michigan. <laughs> that, and you know what, fellas? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When the public believes that announcers have that much control, that's bad for our sport. That's bad for our sport. Yeah, somebody, and, uh, somebody made this comment. That, somebody made this comment. Sorry, Tim. Somebody made this comment earlier that instead of talking about the matchups of Texas, Washington, Alabama, Michigan, and there's been a little bit of that, but not much of it, all we've discussed was the process and the controversy. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, that's, that's what they wanted. That's, that's all that was there. And they didn't want to get into that. Did anybody want to talk about Florida State's defense? Mm. I mean, no, nobody wanted to talk about Florida State's defense. I mean, it was a joke. Um, it just because, and, and here's why, fellas, because all week long on daytime cable, who's being discussed when college football comes up? Same team. All right, same team. It's no, it's no different than the NBA. Is anybody discussing uh, an NBA team that's not named uh, the Lakers or the Knicks or, or the Celtics or the 76ers? <laughs> no. In college football today and in the embrace debate world, we want to discuss just the players and the teams we know something about. The ones we don't, we really don't care that much about. All right? And, and, and sadly, uh, Florida State now falls into that category. Who knew, right? Yeah. Who knew? It, it, but believe yeah, me, Tim, Florida State with national titles all it over. It stings. Yeah. yeah. It really stings when you find out what rooms in the country club you can't go into. <laughs> uh, but I, I, also, I also refuse to believe that you use just for men, Tim. I think. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, do you think that this is – look, Jim Phillips, you mentioned that he did not campaign at all. And, like, the nice guy part of me – says, well, I mean, why would he think he had to? They were going to be undefeated. Like, they've never done that before. But the other part of me says, like, well, watch what Sankey's doing and maybe learn something yeah. no, that he's... No, literally, like, you know, I sounds like I'm being critical of Greg Sankey, and to some extent I am, because he, he used his power, and, and the worldwide leader yielded to, to that power. 
but he did his job. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was out there fighting for his team. I think he probably thought, in fact, I'll tell you watching the game day shows, I was getting ready to go do my basketball game at Wisconsin. Hell, I thought he was, I thought he was chatting it up for both teams to get in. I think he fully expected Georgia and Alabama uh, to get in, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I really do. And there's nothing that, I mean, but, but Jim Phillips just was asleep at the switch. And part of the reason is he's had so many other things on his mind, like Florida State leaving, like Miami leaving, and, oh, by the way, making the mistake that he made in joining up with Warren and Klyavkov with that stupid alliance idea and voting against the expansion a couple of years ago at the Final Four. It was a big mistake, and it was something that Dan Wetzel brought up in his column, and I absolutely agree with it. Uh, a lot of mistakes were made by these other leaders. And, and Jim Phillips, who I had great respect for at Northwestern, frankly, I thought he would get the Big Ten Commissioner's job rather than Warren before Tony Petiti replaced Warren, and he went to the NFL. But, you know, he's not done a very good job for his constituency with the ACC. That, that's, that's clear at this stage. And what, what's left for them moving forward? I think he's going to be doing a catch-up, trying to hold on to Virginia and North Carolina, keeping them from going to the Big Ten, and Clemson, Florida State, and Miami from going to the SEC. Fellas, we may be uh, a couple of years at best mm-hmm. of the ACC still being in existence. Yeah, I mean, I was going to ask you that because what, you know, there is the school thought like it was a 12-team playoff. You should stay where you are, you know, money notwithstanding and, and get in the playoff and that'll increase your money, blah, blah, blah. But there's right. also the, well, we did everything we could possibly have done to get in the playoff and still didn't get in, so. Right. Yeah. Anybody that was questioning whether Florida State was overstepping by doing what they were doing in the off season, all they need to do is throw up this past weekend as Exhibit A. Yep. They absolutely had to be doing what they were doing. And if you didn't get it before, you by God ought to get it now. Tim, what was the favorite store you went into today, and which is the one you did not think you had to go into but you did? Uh, all right, I was able to fight off Dollar General, but I couldn't <laughs> fight off Target. <laughs> I, I couldn't fight off Target. I mean, uh, Dollar General. I, I, Dollar General, I, you know, I'll put my foot down there. But Target, okay, stocking stuffers, Target is awesome for stocking yeah, stuffers. It so is. Yeah, it don't, is. Don't get caught in, like, Costco or places like that. You'll never come home. You'll never leave. You'll, you'll never I, leave. You know what? I don't, I, we don't have a Costco here. And it's probably a good thing because if we did, I'd be bankrupt. Yeah. Hey, I, that's Mac Roach's favorite I, place I, to I, shop. I love Costco. Uh, Tim, $1. fifty <laughs> hot dog, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, my, my, daughter, my daughter's got one. She lives in Madison, Mississippi. And if, if the uh, seven-year-old and the two-year-old, two-and-a-half-year-old gets a little bit, a little bit bored, it's yeah. just get the shopping cart and go to Costco and look. You know, just look. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Tim, thank you for your time. Uh, we will have you on again. We hope soon. Tell Terry, thank you for giving you, uh, giving, giving you up for about 30 minutes. Go, go fight the crowds and the lines. And thank you so much for your, your true serum. Right. The chat room just loves it when you're on the show, but the two most popular true serum, Phil Bennett, Tim Brando on pretty much anything college football. We appreciate your time. This has been a Rogue Media Network.
Dankeschön. <lacht>